welcome back to Side Piece Show. Yeah. All right. I know I dropped a little bomb on you last week about officially becoming a certified nutritionist from Stanford. But this week, I have some more awesome news. Nobody knows yet. But the big, huge brand, Eat This, Not That, have asked if I would not only work with them to be a writer and contributor to all their stuff, but... They also asked me to be a part of their medical expert board. Like, I'm so pumped. Eat This, Not That has been around for so long. They are massive. They are so awesome. Galvanized Media runs, operates the whole shebang. They are a beast. And I have been reading their books and, you know, reading all of their stuff online for so long, I can't believe how cool it is to now be a part of not only their team, but their medical expert board. I'm super pumped. I just found out. And of course, I pretty much tell you guys before I tell my own parents. <laughs> Sorry, mom, dad, and family. I love you. But anyway, I wanted to share the news. But what's even more important, you guys, it is time for Side Stealers of the week. Salt Lake City. Angie. Angie is Lisa's friend slash Whitney's 32nd removed cousin. I mean, Angie turns it up this episode. We meet her for the first time and bam, she is off to the races. She's asking Whitney for Lisa advice, knowing they both despise each other. I mean, Angie is literally coming out of the gate swinging. But you know what? Lisa is playing dirty, like dirty as hell, sabotaging the catering for Angie's event. I would go to Lisa's enemy too and spill the tea. But Angie, I love you, girl. Swing for those fences, baby. Coming hot. Spill the tea. Beverly Hills. This is a big one this week, you guys. My side sealer this week, of course, it's always Kathy Hilton. But even more shockingly, it is Crystal's ass. So Crystal, as we've all heard all season, has talked many times on the show that she has body issues. Then she's going to do yoga, pool, floaty thing, whatever the hell it is, with Lisa Rinna. She said during the show that Rinna told her, actually convinced Crystal to wear a bathing suit. So then Crystal does. And what does Lisa do? Lisa, who shows her body all the time. Lisa shows up wearing yoga pants. Crystal, not caring, even with her body issues, still rocked the hell out of the whole yoga session Ass completely out, and I freaking loved it. Go, Crystal's ass, go. Vanderpump rules. Okay, Tom Schwartz, Katie's husband. In case you guys missed it, not on the show. So Tom Schwartz and Sandoval were on Watch What Happens Live, and Schwartz admitted that he liked, brace yourself, he liked cold hand jobs. A, 
what in the actual hell, this is a true story, and two, to follow that shocker up, Andy Cohen asks for a bucket of ice. <laughs> you take what you want from that. And that wraps up my Side Stealers of the Week. But what else is hot and happening in Bravo world? Vander Pump Rules is back, baby! Yes, we have babies, boobs, fake eyelashes, screaming, crying, swearing, oh my, and oh, how I missed it all. Potomac. Salad is flying, guys. Salad is flying. It is going down, like capital D-O-W-N, with Candace and Mia. And through the madness, I don't even know, I mean, it, it escalated like from zero to 576, like that. But all I can really remember is hearing about yo mama being broke and someone is cracking the house floor with your big pole dancing, pimp seeking feet. I can't wait until next week. And I hope we get a little bit of zen win to calm this madness down. Beverly Hills. So Erica acting shady as hell. So she's kissy kissy with Sutton, then saying right after in interviews how much she hates Sutton and basically is only pretending to sing Kumbaya to make the group comfortable. But then on the flip side, I loved on the boat, like loved Crystal in front of everybody showing love for Sutton. The whole group was there and Crystal literally goes out of her way to be like, listen, son, you and I, I think you're a weirdo. We had our beef, but I'm actually having a lot of fun with you. And goes out of her way then to stand up and walk across the boat to give Sutton a hug. That I really appreciated and leads me to think that these two will have some smooth sailing from here on out. Get it? They're on a boat. Smooth sailing. Get it? And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. You guys, have I told you it's the time? Have I told you how much I love you? Have I told you lately that I love you and your support? You guys are the best. Thank you for your comments on social, for your reviews on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Oh my gosh. You guys, this is the best thing ever. I just still, every single week that I'm doing this, I can't believe that you guys have like brought this to life and is making it happen. Um, I'm so thankful. Thank you for telling all of your friends, your family, your grandma, everybody to listen and subscribe, rate and review to Side Piece as well so we can celebrate all of the entertaining and delicious parts of Side Piece Show together. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. Thank you again, you guys. You're the freaking best. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thanks for the love and the support. And I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, this blonde bombshell can tell you how to rock the runway and tell you like it is. She brought fun, laughs, and pure smoking hotness to Real Housewives of New York. Yes, it is Kristen Takeman. The hottest 
top model to hit New York City. Model, wife, and mom with style as smoking as her body. Yes, you guys, the one, the only, Kristen Takeman. Oh my God, that was amazing. Oh, thank <laughs> the you. the sweetest thing ever. By the way, <laughs> I, I have a poem for you. So stay tuned. Oh my God, I can't wait. God, this is amazing. Kristen, no, uh, believe me, I have been so, as you can tell by my messages, like, oh my God, three days. I can't wait to talk. <laughs> like such a nerd. I've been so pumped. Like I'm super excited. Your mom, like I just like feel it with you, right? Like your business, Yay. you're always hustling and working. You're a mom, you're hot. I mean, it's just awesome. Like I was... <laughs> I'm so pumped just to see you. How are you? You're in LA. I'm good. I'm good. You know, we were gone the whole summer because I know we were communicating and I was like, could we just push all of this till September? I only do what I need to over the summer. And then I'm just like kind of with the kids and we spent the whole, you know, I moved to Los Angeles a year ago, mid pandemic. So my whole thing was, is like the second school lets out, I'm going home. I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to see, I'm going to be back in New York city, be in the Hamptons. And live like our normal summers as right. much as I could. So we did that for two months. So I literally was on the road for two months. I had my little rental car, the best summer ever. I just like bounced to all these different friends, houses, family, beach, beach, beach. And then, you know, we talked about it earlier. I got, just got back. I was back for five days, got the kids in school. And then I went to Greece for a week. <laughs> Amazing. As, Amazing. As one does, you know, I was like, you know, why not? You only live once. How was it though? Were you freaked out being over there with everything going on? And well, you know, I was just like, it was like this, the most stress was, okay, I need to test negative to go. And then, cause I was going for work for my blog and all of that. So I had a lot of obligations once I got there. Right. So I was like, okay, I need to test negative to get into Europe. And then I was like, I got to like hold tight to test negative to get back. You know, right. so it's like, you know, you, it was like a 72 hour thing. So I kind of strategically was like, obviously super careful, but I just didn't want to get stuck over there. And then all the storms in New York, it was kind of a, this has been like a crazy couple of weeks. Insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was nice. And I kept saying to myself, I don't think I'm going to be back in Europe, like knock on wood for a minute. So I was like, I'm just going to take advantage and just be right. there, you know, by the way, exactly. Yeah. When, when, I mean, everyone's canceling trips, right? Like, no, I know, one, I know everyone's scared to go. I mean, I know. I was so shocked though, to see you move out to LA. Why did you guys make the move? Well, anybody who really knows me wouldn't be shocked because I've lived here before. So um, my son is, was born in Santa Monica. Josh and I, as a couple, I think I even talked about it on the show actually. So we, we met and got married. We were living in New York city and then literally got married in October. And that January bought a house in Santa Monica and moved to LA. We were in LA for, I can't, I'm so bad with like timeframes, but right. I mean, probably at least six years. And then when cash was two, we moved back to LA. I mean, back to New York. So I'm from Connecticut. Josh is from Northern California. Got so it. we started a relationship in New York. We're out in LA for, you know, six plus years, whatever. Then ha at two years old, I, I, my, my point of reference is that cash the is kid, age. So like, course. yeah, oh, so kid. he was two, we moved to New York and he's 13 and we just moved back. So we did a whole 10 years in New York. So this is my second time moving to wonderful, sunny Los Angeles. Are you happy to be back? You know, I kicked and screamed. Josh has wanted to move back to LA for a really long time. It's, it's like hard when you're, I'm, 
I'm just such a creature of habit with everything I do, whether it's like having my breakfast in the morning, it's the same breakfast every morning to, I don't know, I have these like routines and I, I do not like change. Yeah. So I really didn't want to, I loved my life in New York City. Um, Josh had wanted to move back for a while and I kept pushing and pushing him, you know, his whole family's here and he's really a Cali, Cali guy at heart. He's like Mr. New York, but he's very much a California boy um, surfing, wants to be on the water all the time, wants to see the ocean. You know, I was just sort of set in my ways in New York, but then a worldwide pandemic hits and you kind of realize, I mean, my biggest thing with, we quarantined in Southampton. Then we went to my parents' house and Josh and I just had this like, you know, like every couple did, we had this like crazy couple moment where we were like, okay, what you do for a living, what I do for a living, we don't have to be in New right. York City. And, you know, my son was in middle school and he was taking the subway to school every day. Right. And in my head, I was like, how on earth am I going to let my son who barely uses soap in the damn shower in a pandemic, in a pan, like he doesn't even like use soap in the shower, and I'm gonna expect him to use Purell on the subway yeah. to and from. Like that's not happening. By the way, and my husband like, doesn't want even use Purell. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, that I know, right? So I was just like, I don't think this lifestyle is gonna be. I don't think this is conducive for a pandemic. So we, you know, we said, I, I said, okay, I'm gonna be open to it, and then I just started zillowing. I found a rental house on the same block as my in-laws. No. And it was beyond meant to be. So we rented this house sight unseen. We packed up our New York City apartment. My kids never went back to the house. Josh and I went for five days, packed everything up. And then we packed them in the car and we took a two week road trip and we drove cross country to Los Angeles from New York. Whole, wait a minute. You're on the same block as your in-laws? Yeah, which is a great thing because I know that's okay. your next question. Yes. Yeah, because everybody says that like my um, niece is the same age as my um, my son, my nephew's okay. in high school, my daughter's in the middle school. I mean, Calabasas, as you know, has like insane public school systems. So nice. It's it's so like nice. to be honest with you, it's really like comparative. I, I really think it compares to Tribeca if you could. You know what right. I mean? Like we were in Tribeca and like an awesome school system and a great community, and Calabasas is totally comparable, you know, and my in-laws are right down the block. And it's like, you know, it's a worldwide pandemic. What's more important right. just to be cool. by family and be safe and all that stuff. And we all potted together last year. There's 10 of us. So it was the right decision and it all really fell into place. You know, it was like awesome. But like, so you're saying I'm a creature of habit, right. And mm -hmm. like change and this and that, but then you do the freaking real housewives of New York city. <laughs> What in the hell then, you know, if you like your thing and you like your, yeah. you know, well, I think it's more, I think it's more of like weird stuff for me, like work stuff. Like I have that. I mean, I always say to people, like when you start modeling at the age of 14, it's sort of like the wild west. So when it comes to work, you just tell me where I need to be, what I need to bring, you know, and I'm, I'm on like work stuff. I'm on it. Meaning I, for me, it's like, I don't want to find a new dentist. I don't want right. to find a new colorist. I don't definitely don't want to find a new person to cut my hair. Like that's the kind of stuff that makes me crazy. So for me, it was like for a minute during the pandemic, I was flying back to get my hair cut and colored. So listen, like, <laughs> listen, anyone listening, you find someone that does your hair. Awesome. Hello, especially blondes like Do us. What do you mean? Don't this even is, mess with this that. is real. Kristen. Yeah. Come on. yeah. Yeah, all natural. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So how in the hell then you're from Santa Monica, you're living in Santa Monica forever. Cass, well, I'm from Connecticut. 
Yeah. Oh, but when you were like, when Cash was born, you guys were here. Yeah. Cash was what, five, six when you did the show? I think so. Yeah. So Kingsley was, Kingsley was, so I had a baby. I had a baby. So she was like 13 months or something when I got the show. So everybody always says like, how do you get your body or baby? How do you get your life back after a baby? I was like, well, you know, you just book a reality show. Totally. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, everything is like, whoop, like uh, put away those, you know, big girl panties and put on that little whatever. And you got to get out there. Thong. Let's do it, baby. So how the I know. did you even get hooked up with? the the show. So, okay. So Brandy has been one of my best girlfriends. Like if I have five close girlfriends in my life, Brandy is like the top one, you know? So Brandy and I go way, way, way back. She was at the time coming back to New York to do uh Andy's show. Am I drawing a blank? Watch what um, happens live. Yeah. So she was doing watch what happens live. And at the time there was, what was it called? It was called the upfronts. So you know how oh, like right, the right. networks do the upfronts. The TV so, um, yeah. So I don't know. You have to explain to the viewers what that is. That yeah. is upfront together executives. Yeah. Like they yeah. sell shows, they premiere shows. It's like a buying yeah. Yeah. market yeah. for TV shows. At the time it was just Bravo. So they had an upfront for just Bravo. Got so it. Brandy comes into town and she's like, you know, uh, I've got this party to go to. Brandy's so funny. She's like, I have a party to go to. She didn't even like really know what it was. And I was like, all right. She's like, um, you want to come with me? And I was like, okay. Like, you know, whatever. Like, I hadn't really done much because I had a baby. So I was like, okay. Like, I remember like literally going through my closet being like, no, 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 <laughs> maybe no. Like dusting things off. Will like, my whatever. boobs be leaking? <laughs> yes. All of that stuff. So it was like, okay, Chris, get it together. Like whatever. So I go and I'm literally going to a party with my best friend. I live in New York city. Like, and you know, I'd watched housewives. Like I like all, I love reality shows, but it wasn't like, I don't know. Like, you know, people forget that. My best friend was on a reality show. Right. So like she was on the franchise in Beverly Hills. So I knew all the behind the scenes. It was like old hat to me. It's like anything. It's not like I was like starstruck by these people or whatever. Right. Like Brandy was on it. She's my friend. Like what, you know, whatever. And you're all support. It was super supportive about it and happy for her and whatever. So, you know, I went to the upfronts with her and I was the girl that, you know, people were like, oh, can I get your picture? And like, I held Brandy's drink. I took her picture. You know, it was fun. It was like a fun night out. So Brandy, love her. She's like, never even talked about it once. We're at the party. We're having a great time. Andy walks by and Andy, you know, Brandy's like, oh, this is my girlfriend, Kristen. Brandy says this. This is my girlfriend, Kristen, your next New York housewife. Brandy and I had never spoken about anything. And Andy looked at me. He was like, oh, and he looked, he looked away and then he looked back. And I remember him looking back and it was like, this moment where it was like, he clearly, Brandy didn't even know this. They were looking for somebody in New York. And so he was just like, huh, you know, whatever. Not like then it, it was like, like the moment off. where it clicked. Like, maybe. yeah, he was probably like, oh, like, wow, she knows Brandy, like, whatever. So then, um, you know, the night goes on and I meet Heather, who I, I, I saw Heather, who was on the show, uh, the New York franchise, right. and, you know, Heather and I know each other. And then, you know, met Carol for the first time. And Carol and I had so many mutual friends. We've literally been in the same place together a million times. And I cannot believe that we hadn't met, which is crazy. Um, so, you know, there was chemistry that was supernatural right off the bat. 
And I just remember like not thinking a thing of it. Five days later, I get a call. I'm literally like at karate practice with my son and like an executive <laughs> calls. And then you get put on film and it was like, you know, like not a big deal. Like I had, I've been modeling for most of my adult life. And it was like, to me, it was just an audition. Like I go right. on auditions all the time and it's like, you get some, you don't. And, it, and right. it's not even like you follow up. It's like, you just, that's what you do. So then, and it's, it's tricky because I always like to tell people too, I think different from most of the other franchises, New York is super, super, super tricky because of the real estate aspect. So you could get the show, land the show, be offered a contract, but some people have issues filming in their apartments. Even if they own their apartment, oh. the building has to sign off. Got it. So I almost Boy. lost it because my building wouldn't sign off. No Which is way. crazy. Yeah. When you're just in your place too, it's so weird. It's not like that's, I mean. Yeah, no, cause it's, it's about the shared common space and the hallways and the elevator. It's this weird quirky, no it's the weirdest way. thing. Yeah, so you know, you, you see how um, sometimes you'll see a girl and she'll move a couple times. Like I know early on in New York, like as an example, Heather, Heather Thompson. Yeah. She, she, you never see her in her New York city apartment because she never had permission. So I think after they signed her and Aviva, Aviva also apparently, I there was something there with Aviva where she couldn't film also or something, but Aviva moved. Just to do the show. Yep. And then in her multiple story house that we see. She, remember she moved, I think like her second yes. season, she, this, my first season, she moved into a new space so she could film. Got and it. then someone like Heather, apparently they were like, so that was a huge no. They had said from the get-go because Heather was the last one apparently. So she was like the last one to be able to like, they're like, okay, like we get it. Like she can't film, but we can't have any, we can't sign on any more girls. We have to be able to see their home. Right. So that all, I almost lost it because of that, but then we worked it out. Yeah. How did you work that out? It was, you know, we just kind of convinced them. We were just like, you know, listen, it's not a huge crew. It's not a movie. I think people think it's going to be like yes. a movie set or something. Right. So, you know, which we stressed that it wasn't, it was a very small crew and they had to come in certain hours and. You know, as I always knowing that behind the scenes stuff, I'm always so it's actually fortunate in New York because it's very rare to see the girls in their New York City apartments. Those like those bed sleepy scenes, like, you know, right. like the Jersey girls will be like the husband will be like making them coffee and they have like bedhead and they're just waking up and it's real. Right. You'll never see that in Manhattan because they can't get into the buildings before a certain time. <laughs> oh, my, oh, that's amazing for you guys. I know. Ooh, like now I'm trying to brush my teeth. <laughs> I know, you know you're like bummer <laughs> fix this mess no wonder why everyone in New York comes up and it's like they're having coffee and it's like oh, oh, a <laughs> yeah, totally. they're like because they've already like had a full day by freaking 9 30 in New York City totally. Are you kidding? by the yeah. way Ramona would go to coffee at 9 30 in the morning and full glam regardless of the camera was there or not yeah. I can't you know, know. What I'm thinking about I was like going through like revisiting the season that you were on you were legit like in like the best parts of it with like the you crew. See? Oh my God. I've seen like you, I love reality TV. Obviously I'm doing a freaking podcast about Bravo, but like, I know all of New York city cast and like seasons and epi like all that yours. I mean, Sonia Ramona. Yeah. Viva. Yeah. Oh, and then my second season, we, uh, Bethany came Bethany back. Came I guess back. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you had like good shit on yours, but how was it? So you meet Heather at the upfronts uh -huh. and Carol. Yep. So is that how you were kind of introduced to, cause you know how they're like, oh, this is a friend of, and that's why they're on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So it was with Heather. It was through Heather. Got yeah. it. 
Okay. And then we had like a couple's dinner and I think that was the intro. Yeah. So then how was it you freaking are meeting and you've had to see Ramona Singer? You know, so, and I think people forget too, that my first season, New York had been off the air for a full year. That was like one of the only times where they had a really crazy hiatus. Cause I think they had some casting issues or the, the it was like at the time it was like, I don't know things they were trying to figure out what to do with the show apparently. Okay. So they, and that I was the only one, they only had one girl come back. I mean, one, um, one new person. Cause a lot of times it's a couple of new people. Right. Yeah. So I think that was also kind of tricky too. So like the girls had had a full year off air. So I think it was like, there was a lot of like catch up for my first right. season too. So that was kind of interesting. And the girls, like it was the second season for quite a few. It was the second season for three women. So Carol, Aviva, and Heather. So that was also interesting. So the second season, you really kind of get to know the girls, I think. So there was three girls that were kind of still newbies-ish, and then one new girl, me. So I think it was a very quirky first season anyway. It was probably a good one for me to, to jump in, to be honest. Yeah. Especially because everyone's kind of getting their wheel, like it's going yeah. back. We're getting the car mm-hmm. moving again. But then you yeah. come back with the, the, the vets, Ramona and Sonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Luann. Wait, was Luann on your first one? Yep. And she was, remember, they were, there was talks of her being a friend of. And like, that's where it was, like, a little weird. Like, got it. kind of weird, yeah. So how was yep. it you being, like, bubbly and, like, outgoing? And you know how, all, listen, all these people are, right? All these housewives, it's like, if they're a little crew, it's like, we're not letting the new ones in. We're going to be, you know, whether it's Vicky and OC or whomever it is. Yeah. And by the way, you're young, you're blonde, you're hot. Right. How is it coming on? How many times do you think I've called you hot today on this? Ah! <laughs> Not enough. I'm kidding. We, we need to do the drinking game. You know, it's like wash oh what happens God, live. Totally. Every time you say this or <laughs> all right, Melissa, real bad, you psycho. Okay. Oh, so, so, like, so you have a couple that are just second season, like you said, but then you're coming back, Luann, Sonia and Ramona. How was it meeting those ladies? You know, it was fine. It was just like one of those things where I think people do forget that it it is it's reality. So it's like after you film for a second, you, you kind of get used to the cameras not being there and you kind of forget about it. And I'm genuinely meeting these people. And I think, again, the reason why I brought up that they had this year hiatus is because I think it was good because it's not as if like a girl joining now, it's like they just went like a girl to join their their seasons now it's also fresh. So these right. girls like would have just like their last season would have just finished airing. You probably would have watched it being the new girl. And then you go into it and you're like, holy shit, like it just went off the air and now I'm seeing them and filming. So right. you pick up right where you left off. So having a whole year off, all of the girls were kind of coming back, you know, revisiting old stuff, but it was so long ago that it was like new for all of them. Right. So totally. I don't think it was the same experience as them not being on for a while. And I also think too, coming in as a new girl, they were sort of, there was a lot of rehashing. So that helped me to catch up because I genuinely didn't remember where they had left off. You know, I, I, I didn't even remember that Aviva had her whole, um, the leg. Like I, I didn't even kind of oh, remember right. that because it was like, I'm just meeting people for the first time. I don't know anything about you. I'm going to meet you for the first time. So like, right. hi, tell me about yourself, you know? Was anyone like, oh my gosh, this is not my jam right now? Was anyone like not very welcoming? Not really. I mean, I think everybody in the beginning, and you know, you have to remember too, like I'm going to reference them as 
the cool girls. Like I do think I was really genuinely friends with the cool kids. So, I mean, Carol and Heather. So I think my, that was like the, a great in and Heather right. is so awesome. She's not going to let anybody, you know, she's always going to be super welcoming and inviting. So I, I think I was in a good place to start. Were you ever like, what in the actual hell am I doing with these ladies, with this camera no, in my face? No, I can't explain it. To me, it was a job. You know what I mean? Like, and I just, I'm very, like I said to you, I'm like, I'm a creature of habit with certain things. But when it comes to work, you tell me that I've, the car's picking me up at nine. I'm ready at nine. I'm, you know, for me, it was like, I had my hair and makeup. I hired a stylist. I was, I took it very seriously, maybe too seriously at times, you know, like you see some of the scenes where I, I, you know, perfect example, when we were in the Berkshires with the first time with Heather, with the, the glass in the face that weekend, right, um, right. you know, the girls were like, you know, hungover and like the next morning or whatever. And I was like, okay, maybe I was a little hungover, but like I got up, I slept with makeup on. I had my workout stuff on. I was like up in the morning and nobody was up yet. And I was kind of right. like, okay, like it's just me and this camera. You know, you also kind of have to learn the ropes. I think at that time I was like, okay, well the film crew is coming at nine. So that means I have to be up and ready to go, whatever that right. means, you know, and looking back, that's not, you know, you do you because it's reality, but that was me do doing me. So I think it was more of a job. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never really thought about it. It was just like what you did. And I always, I always refer to it as being like a um, sorority of, of sorts. And, yeah. and, you know, it's like you're in this little, I hate to use the word bubble, but what else is there? You know, you're in this little bubble, you're, you're with this crew and you're doing a job and you're just living life and experiencing things, you know? So for me, it was just like, you know, you were in it and you almost don't, you don't really hear any outside noise. So when you're in it, you're in it. And then when you come out of it, it was like a, like, it was like a cyclone of sorts. You're like, what in the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're doing this, you know, you have a baby, you have a freaking yeah. what, five-year-old cash is what five. Yeah. How was that then juggling? Cause again, we were talking about, I have a four-year-old and a two and a half-year-old. Like I, it's just, it's madness in itself. Yeah. With kids. Yeah. And then you're doing all this and you're with crazy women. How yeah. was that with like the mom part, the wife part, that whole yeah. thing? Well, it's interesting. People will say to me, like, you know, I'll say to them, I don't know how I did it. The show. I don't know how I did it. When I say that, I don't mean like how I actually did the show. That was the easy part. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I, I couldn't even tell you, like, I really don't know how I did it. Meaning right. like, I think it was just like every day you woke up and like, you just had your schedule and you're like, all right, today I do this and this. The only thing I do have to say is how we spoke earlier. My kids were little, you know, if they miss soccer practice, it's not a big deal. If, right. You know, totally. if God forbid my son didn't make it to preschool that day, who cares? You know, right. so it was like, I had um, this awesome nanny. She was on the show. Her name was Jem um, and she lived with us. So it was like, you know, I had a live in nanny, thank God. And she was amazing. So like, you know, she kind of just picked up the pieces when I couldn't be there. And again, the kids didn't have the schedules that they have now. Right. You know, I wasn't involved in the PTA. I wasn't, you know, if I didn't make it to the bake sale, it wasn't a big deal. You know, it wasn't like it is now. If To do it now, I, I literally would probably have to hire two people to help me with the kids. There's no way. Because my right. kids it are so active. It wasn't a deal breaker then. No. Like, yeah, okay, exactly. Well, whatever. You still, you're yeah. still crapping in your pants. So it doesn't matter if we don't make yeah. it here. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, totally. exactly. And even with filming with them, it was easier. Like now, my God, it's like I do something where it's like I, I get a job and I have to shoot pictures with the kids. It's like a nightmare. They don't want so any busy. part of it. And they don't want any part of it. And they're so busy. Then it was like, all right, we're filming. Like, here's some blocks. Like, play with each other. And then they film, <laughs> you know? 
Can you just suck on this bottle a little longer? I'm trying to totally. finish this scene. <laughs> Don't, yeah, right. For real. That's how it was. <laughs> how was it though? Because it seemed like Josh was like, I don't know if I'm digging it. Like my husband would be like, yeah. don't put the cameras anywhere near me. You yeah. do your thing for you, but like, I don't want to be a part of it. How was Josh when you're like, by the way, Brandy just started this whole snowball. Now I'm getting this reality TV show. What was his thought? You know, my, though, I think the whole thing is, is like, I've always modeled, you know, like I've been modeling since I was 14, you know, I'm still modeling. It's like one of those things where he was used to, it's not as if I was a lawyer going to an office every day where it was like, totally like, this is crazy. Right. So it was like, you know, I've always done, you know, crazy photo shoots. I've always traveled for work. I've always like, since I met him. You know, so for, I think it was just an extension of that sort of, you know, and again, like Brandy is a super close friend. So like we knew that she was filming and I, you know, I, I don't think like we have a lot of friends that are like in the entertainment business. So it's not as if, you know, we lived in a small little town and, and we weren't familiar with that kind of a thing. Right. So I think like for us, it's like, it is what it is. And again, like Josh is, not, is an entrepreneur. He owns his own company. So, you know, for him, you know, with Eboost, it's like, you know, he, you know, he runs his own world. So he right. can kind of drop everything in, in film scenes with me. And we don't have conventional jobs. So for us, it was like an easy transition. Was it hard with you guys like YouTube? Because, you know, we saw obviously on the yeah. show, it's like, you're like, Josh, can you come home? Like I have the kids yeah. and I'm trying to do this. Yeah. Do you feel like it made you guys worse or it made it stronger with you guys like doing the show and have a camera in the face and going through the daily marriage crap that we all go through? Yeah. I mean, listen, everybody always says that uh, I hate, I hate when they say that kiss the death stuff because it's like ridiculous. And then I think the answer is pretty obvious because here we are still together. Right. <laughs> so totally. obviously it worked out just fine. Listen, I think Josh and I are super strong with who we are. And, you know, in our relationship, you know, we've been together a very long time um, and we know what is most important to us and that's each other and our family. Um, right. And I also think like we just take everything with a grain of salt. And you also have to remember that, you know, there's six hours of footage in that one scene where Josh needs to come home and they picked that one little part. And, you know, I like to chime in there that. I have a camera crew in our living room and they've been here for an hour and a half and they're waiting for you to come home so that they can get the dynamic of us all together. And they're calling him and being like, when are you going to come? Got it. He's like, he's like, uh, Hey wife, like I'm on a conference call to pay our bills right, right now for the job that really is, is making everything. Fun <laughs> in our home. Yeah. And so that was like this crazy thing. He was like, Hey, I had every intention of being here, but guess what? Like I have to My still work. be at work right now. So right that's what it was. So, and then it was just like, you know, I'm annoyed with him for not coming home to dinner. And he's just like, are you kidding me? Like something came up. Right. So, like you know, it's world. like everybody at home can say whatever they want, but the reality of the situation is like, you know, what's paying the bills, not the reality show I was on his job. Right. So, you know, and, and you know what, so be it. If that's what they needed for a storyline, then that's it. Cause that, that was all the storyline there was for me that season. So they, I didn't even know what a storyline was. Until they sat me down and they were like, so this is, looks where you're, this is, this was, this is where your storyline's going. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so they actually sit down and they're like, let's talk about how you're going to look, what we're going to show and portray. They let, they let the pieces fall where they, where they might like, you know, you sit down with a producer and you're like, you know, it would be normal for anything. They're like, okay, so 
tell me a little bit about you. You know, what do you have going on in your life? It could be anything from like, well, I'm an equestrian and I ride horses and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay, we're going to follow her to her barn and she's going to ride horses. She plays tennis. We're going to follow, you know? So it's like, they need to kind of like, they, everybody has to have a tidbit of what's going to be interesting to follow. And then it just kind of, they let the cards fall where they may. And it's like, okay, so if Kristen's like a great tennis player, then we're going to, why don't, if she doesn't do it, then we'll nudge her like, Hey, why don't you set up a tournament with the girls? Like it's nothing is fake. Nothing is scripted. Here's the deal. Like I like to say to people, you and I are going to sit down and we're going to have lunch and we're going to have lunch for an hour and a half. And guess what? We're going to talk about a billion different things, but there's only one thing that might be interesting. So if you don't ask me what is going to help with the storyline because people forget that the producers are trying to, they have a puzzle of eight different lives. Right. So if something crazy happened last night with the big group and you and I go to lunch and guess what? I don't really care about what happened last night and you don't really either. We're not going to naturally talk about it, but the producers are like, that's great and all that you just purchased a new handbag, but (laughs) can we please talk about this? Thank you. So we can leave lunch. Yes. They were like, they'd be like, all right, you know, Hey, you know, can you just ask Kristen really quick about what happened last night between her and -and so-and-so? And then you'll be like, so it's not fake. You didn't, they didn't ask. They didn't tell you to say anything to me. It was just, it's just a gentle nudge because they're trying to make a show. So it's not fake. It's not right. scripted. I got to tell you, I wish it was scripted. I wish it was fake because you know <laughs> what? So much I easier. would still, I would still be on the show going strong because it would be easy. Right. It's not easy to, to be yourself and be witty and be, you know, these reality people are, people don't give them enough credit. Cause I got to tell you, it is so much harder to be who you really are on TV than it is to be an actor or an actress on a scripted show within reason. I know people are going to be like, what are you talking about? But you know what I'm saying? Because you're trying to like, make sure you do it. Cause are you, cause again, you say, I know the camera I'm familiar. This is my world. But are you saying, because it's like you still in a way you want to be you, but you of course watching what you say a little bit and how you act and how you dress. No, because a real person, a, a real, a really great career housewife or career reality who I was never going to be a career housewife. It's just not, I'm not, I'm not that good at it. You know, somebody like Ramona or Luann, they're, they're just like career housewives. It's their niche. They're very, very good at it. It's not easy, clearly. I mean, you see the turnover with all these shows, right? You, know, you get like a diamond and it's like, there's a diamond in the rough or whatever, but like perfect example. I think Dorinda is like amazing. And I'm so sad she's not on anymore. I think she was gold, like TV gold, you For know, TV. Yeah, reality. Right. I think she was really good at it. Well, why do you think like they are meant for this? Like what separates that from like you, like you're like, I would never be on this for 15 years. I, I'm going to go with like, I'm just going to say a bunch of things and I'm probably going to regret it later, but I just, you know, they're, they're very, I'm going to, they're, they're just, they don't filter, you know, like I, 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 on my first season, like I, I said a bunch of times that I was just like, you know, like I was raised to respect my elders, like, and, in and, and like my reality, I would show up. And I would meet these women for the first time. One of those women could say something super horrific and nasty to me. And I, my, my real reality reaction would be like, Oh my God, that's so mean. Right. Right. I would never naturally be like, like, that's just not who I am at my core, which is why I wasn't good at it. You know, listen, I think if I, I think that the more you do it, then you would just be like, holy shit. Cause I would also think about it later. And I'd be like, oh my God, like I 
should have said this and I should have said that, but that's not who I am. Right. You know, I think I've evolved a little bit more. I think you do a show like that. And I think in my real life, like I'm, you know, there's definitely been situations where I'm like said some stuff to people where I was like, Oh, wow, look at that. Like my channeling my inner housewife. Right. Um, Whereas someone like Ramona and Luann and whoever else, Teresa, I mean, they just don't have as much of a filter and they're just really strong, independent women and they have these great voices. You know, it's funny though, because I remember, do you feel like you were like, I need to be a little more housewifey when you were going into then season seven? Because remember the whole thing with Bethany and the birthday party and you guys got into it. Yeah. You, is that when you were like, maybe I do need to be, have a stronger voice and like stick up for myself and defend myself yeah. more? Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. And then, you know, you get nudged from the producers. They're like, you know, go up and say something, you know, you wanted like, you, I'd wanted to say something and it like wasn't ever the right time. So, you know, you get these nudges too. Again, I want to stress, like, I, I can't stand when people are like, oh, it's scripted. It's not at all. It's just right. like, you know, sometimes it's, you know, something that you're just like, oh, whatever, who cares? It's like, no, you can't do a who cares in a reality TV show. You got to go up and address it because you're trying to make a show. So right. normally I'd be like, really, who cares? But then like, you know, when you're trying to make a show, you, you need those pushes to go and do that. So you're, you did season six and then they're like, we want you back. Were you mm-hmm. thinking at any point, what the hell am I doing? Why would I do this again? Or were you all in? No, I was, I was definitely all in because you're also just getting your feet wet. You know, it's like, I feel like most girls, you're only going to, I think you need three seasons to really show your true colors, to really show who you are. Because first season it's known, you're always going to get a good edit. And then second season, you really figure out who that girl is. And then third season, I think the girls really get their legs and they're like, okay, so it's like a combo of both. It's like a deer in headlights. It's your first season. Like, oh my God, there's cameras. Second season, it's like, oh shit, that's who she really is because we're not filtering her as much as we did first season. I think first season, they try and protect a little as they should. And then second season, it's like, all right, I see who she is. And then third season, it's like, you get this mix of like everything. You get the ball rolling. Yeah. So then, but then you come back your second season and you're just like, okay, I'm getting in a little bit. I'm feeling my groove a little bit. And then they freaking bring Bethany back. Like, how was that? It was, it was fine. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's great for ratings. That's what the girls kept saying. And I mean, you know, I didn't just, I wasn't the only one who struggled with that. Like, I'm sure the other girls too were kind of like, all right, this has been my show. We've been carrying it. And now she's just going to come back. I think there was like a lot of that, but I think that the franchise needed it for the ratings. I think it was like, that's what it's all about. The ratings. Who is the hardest one to get along with your seasons? Bethany. Bethany. Where yeah. are you? Where are you right now? You said you and Heather are like super good friends. Uh-huh. Where are you with like, do you still talk to Carol or? Um, I don't, I, I don't not talk to anybody. I also just feel like, you know, we came off of like a year of pandemic. I mean, we're still in it. I saw Bethany recently at a restaurant. So I see, I bump into her all the time. And up until, um, up until we left New York, our kids were in the same school. So I see her on Bethany. School. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. was that? You leave the show. Fine. Fine. Yeah. No, I mean, it was like, you know, she was, she's always like super nice. You know, I'd see her at the coffee shop, pre pickup from school. I'd bump into her all the time at school, you know? So yeah. And she, we lived in the same neighborhood. So like we would always see each other like naturally. Yeah. Why were you wanting to leave then? You know, you say the third season, did you mm-hmm. want to leave? 
it was, you know, it was like a combo, you know, and it was like, Heather wasn't going to be there anymore. And it's just like, you know, I, like I keep going back to that career housewife thing. It was like, I know, like, what am I going to just indefinitely do this? So it, it was just, it was, it just felt right. Was Carol coming back or she was leaving? Carol, Carol came back. back. Carol came back another season or two seasons, maybe, maybe two right. seasons. Okay. And then Aviva left though, season seven. She left. Yeah. She only did, I only did one season with her. Mm -hmm. How was yeah. that? Cause it's Aviva. With Aviva? Yeah. I actually really liked Aviva. She got a bad rap, but like she was, she's a great girl. See, that's the thing. It's so like crazy, right? We're watching like you guys going on a Montana trip and she's like the inhalers. Remember that whole thing? Oh no. Do I remember? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The reality of it is the behind the scenes was like, that's messed up Yeah, that we're putting in the work. Everybody knows you can't bail on a trip. So we knew she wasn't going to do another season because if you don't go on that trip, you're. Oh, they are like, listen, if you're a part of the cast, you have to do all cast trips, all cast everything. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I mean, how would you feel if you're an ensemble or whatever and like I'm putting in the work and you're just going to like bail out of the seven day, 10 day drama filled. Totally. Like that, that doesn't work that way. So she had to pull all the stops to try and still insert herself. You know, it's funny. Do you still watch it right now? Yeah, I'm not caught up. I was trying to catch up for this podcast today, but I'm not caught up on New York. I'm like, I like Beverly Hills more. Let's talk about that after, but. Oh my God. By the way, how do Beverly Hills, how in the hell did you and Brand? this is so pivoting, but like you just brought it up and I was always curious how you two became so close or met and became like best friends. So we have a best friend in common, my girlfriend, Emma. And so Emma and I modeled together in Paris and Emma and Brandy modeled together in um, Japan. So and then they knew each other from California, Brandy and Emma. And then they right. both went to Japan together and modeled. And then Brandy came back to California. And then Emma went to Europe. And Emma and I met in a job in Switzerland. And then I moved back to New York. Emma moved back to New York. This We're talking like, you know, 96, 97. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Emma and I are in New York. And then that whole time Brandy was in L.A., and then Brandy and Eddie, her ex-husband, came to New York to do a TV show. So they were living there and they were planning their wedding. And then uh, we met everybody. I met her on, I met Brandy on a Halloween, um, but she was already planning her wedding. So it was like, we became like fast friends. And like, I was Emma's plus one because Emma and I were both single. I was Emma's plus one to Brandy's wedding. And then from then on, it was like fast friends. No way. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. she yeah. was starting with all like the housewife, was it tough for you? Cause obviously we all know how it was with Brandy and like everything yeah. she went through, like she's doing the show and going through all this madness. Was it hard then for you as her friend, like being there and dealing with it all? No. Cause you know, we, we, you know, I kind of knew she could hold her own and all that good stuff. And then you have to remember too, I obviously had a baby at home. So I was just like, You're like she I'm was in, in California. She was in LA. I'm in New York. So that, you know, it's not like I was seeing her every day. So yeah. It's crazy though that you were like, I see what my friend's going through, how it is with the show. Yeah. Sure. I'll do it too. Yeah. You know, it's just an opportunity. It's yeah. like, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, things come your way and it's like, I just, I keep going back to the whole modeling thing, but it's like, you know, and for any, I'm not an actress, but like, you know, it's like that was in my wheelhouse of like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to audition for a TV commercial. I'm going to audition for a beer commercial. Right. I'm going to 
get this gig. I'm going to get a great gig for swim and I'm going to be in Tahiti for 12 days. To me, it was like, Hey, like I had auditioned for other kind of little things all the time. So it was like, to me, it was just like, Hey, like they're going to put you on film for this thing. And you're like, okay, like great. Or who cares? Like it wasn't, if I get it, okay, that's interesting. If I don't, I don't even remember that I did it. So I really genuinely mean that. And it's so funny because when I got the show, I said to a couple of friends, Josh, my mom, whoever, I was just like, this is what I hope is going to happen with this show. I said, I hope that in five to 10 years from now, I'm going to be sitting, having a conversation with somebody and I'm going to go, we having wine with friends. I'll be like, God, do you remember when I did that reality show? <laughs> and then my girlfriend will be like, yeah, kind of. Wait. And my friend will be like, what the heck was the name of that show again? I'll be like, God, I can't remember. <laughs> and then we'll be like, wait, it was the Real Housewives of New York City. Like, and it's, that's how I feel about it all these years later. It's like, it was just, you have like a, a roster of things that you do in your life. And this is one of them. And I've always, I always wanted to come out of it like that. It doesn't define who I am. It's not my right. end all be all. And when I say that I'm not a career housewife, then, you know, that's where it's like, oh, look at, there's that girl. What she, she was on a show, wasn't she? And as opposed to, that's Ramona from the Real right. Housewives of New York City. And it could never be anything else. That's the top for her. Like that's, that's four down for me, you know, like that's right. kind of how I always wanted it to be. Do you talk to her ever? How are you guys? You know, so funny. I saw her cause I was in the Hamptons all summer. So I saw her at a restaurant in Sag Harbor and somebody was like, oh, you know, Ramona's over there. And I, I was, I was like, I, I was literally like, oh, and I literally went to go stand up. And then I was like, why, like, why am I going to go say hi? She wouldn't really? think she'd be a dick. No, I was just like, I don't need to go say hi to her. I don't really care. Yeah. Isn't that you know? crazy though that you did like a show? Not really. No. Yeah, I know. It's like a job. Let me think about like- it. Not really. <laughs> what was the hardest part of doing? I mean, because again, you had the babies, you had a marriage, you know, Josh, everything going on with that. The women. What was the hardest part of doing it? Nobody's ever really asked me that before. I don't know. I'm like thinking back. I'm like, I, I can't really. I, I get to tell, you know how we were talking before about like, you got to give a busy person, you got to be busy. For right. me, it was just the whole, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think the hardest part was maybe the off season, you know, the in between the two shows, maybe because it never really ended. You know, you're kind of like, you never really got a break because you had to kind of reshoot some stuff. When I say reshoot, it would mean like, you know, the talking head segments. Right. So, you right. know, it's like, Oh, we missed, we're missing a piece. Like, can you go back and film that? Or, you know, there was always like these interview opportunities that they wanted you to do in between. And then that damn blog that you had to write, shoot. Me. Oh my gosh. You know, right. I think maybe if you, if it had to be one thing, it was probably writing the blog. That was like over the fights or whatever that, you know, you guys like the back and forth with Josh, was that harder than dealing with the women or the women? No, I think the women were harder. Sometimes you feel like, you know, it's like you have an argument with somebody. I'm not talking about your husband, but like you're, you're having an argument with somebody and it's like up until that point, like when had I, when had I really argued or had a conflict with a close friend? Not really ever. Right. (laughs) So I think that was kind of hard or like maybe knowing how is this going to play out on TV, you know, and you know, then, then I always kind of went back to where again, being the, not being a career housewife, like I was always fully aware of, Hey, guess what? My grandma's watching this. Totally. Hey, guess what? 
my mom's watching this. Hey, guess what? My mother-in-law's watching this. Right. Hey, guess what? Someday my kids are going to watch this. And hey, guess what? This isn't going to define who I'm, who I am for the rest of my life. So guess what? I might filter slightly because that's who I am. And I'm aware of those things. Whereas the other women aren't, which is why they're still on the show. Right. Would you go back? I mean, everybody, that's like the classic question. I, I kind of feel like I don't know. I, I would never say no to it, but I also know that I'd probably never get asked back. Hello, you know? you're in LA, Brandy and you and a third blonde. Ah! <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> oh my God, you're so funny. I love it. <laughs> oh my god so wait what the hell because i'm taking up all your time what are you doing now you're you know mom you are in la what's going on you have your you go tell me i, I yeah so um i have my blog last night's look i still have that going but you know through that it's like you know everything else so it's like all the social media influencer fun stuff yeah um just keeping that up and then still modeling like last year i flew back to new york all the time for a bunch of clients that i had um, so, you know, modeling as a 44 year old woman has proven to be kind of amazing. I have to say, oh, you, you know, such a badass. <laughs> it's that just fun. It's like, it's like great because, you know, a lot of companies now they don't want the 20 year olds to sell clothing to the women that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s. So right. now I'm doing stuff in my 40s selling to women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, which is definitely more on par. So it's nice. It's like, it's great. I, honestly, like modeling is my one true you know, I hope to do it for as long as I can. And I think these days you can, cause they're actually booking women that, you know, have a little bit of, you know, they that are older real. and like show that they're older and like, right. you know, have a little bit of wrinkles and all that stuff. So it's good, you know? Wait, okay. Before you go, I, are you down to play a little game? Rut row. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is called take man out. Get it? Like, I know I'm so clever. Wow, Remember, you're good. I told you this is a natural baby. Oh my god! Okay, I love it. Kristen, it's rapid fire. I give you two options, and okay. you tell me the first that comes to mind. Okay. 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 You're in your little canoe boat thing in Montana on the river, right before Ramona throws glass in your eye. But you have to take man out. So one must go out of the canoe. Okay. Who do you toss, Bethany or Ramona? Ramona. Do you toss Aviva or Bethany? Um, Aviva. Okay, and this is the big one. Do you toss Brandy, your friend, your bestie, or Elvis? <gasps> that's really, really, really messed up. Like really messed up. That's the most messed up question I've ever been asked in my whole life. I can't answer it. That's not nice. <laughs> but, Brand but Brandy knows that she's out of the boat. <laughs> I know. Brandy doesn't stand a chance. You start swimming, baby. She knows that though. And she would never, she would, uh, she understands. Do you know, I literally had no idea what I was going to call the game or what I was going to play. The only thing I wanted to ask is something pitting Elvis and Brandy against each other. <laughs> That's so funny and so cruel at the same time. You're so mean. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen, where can everyone uh, find you that loves you, that wants to see you again, that wants to buy you guys the curler, the sexy yeah. mermaid that I just Love bought it. last night? Thank you very much, Kristen. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, so lastnightslook.com is my blog. 
Um, and then my social. So it's just my name at Kristen Pickman. I love it. Kristen, Yay. by the way, can we, I know you just got back and you're like getting back in the swing of things. We're like down the street from each other. Yeah. I love it. Let's do it. Booze, mom night out. I got to get out of this house. I, love it. I would I hear love that. to get together and meet you and see you and have some cocktails. Oh my God. I would love it too. Let's definitely do that. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.